Diocese of Churches for the Sake of Others is pleased to present the C4SO podcast, a place to celebrate the voices and values of C4SO. C4SO is a national diocese of the Anglican Church in North America, led by Bishop Todd Hunter. You can learn more about us at c4so.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the C4SO podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sternke, and today we are continuing our series on Melodies of Hope, hymns from Advent and Christmastide. We've enlisted worship leaders and songwriters and thinkers from around C4SO and beyond to tell us about a favorite Advent or Christmas hymn and give us a fresh take on our familiar canon of carols. Our guest today is Wes Crawford, who has been the worship pastor at Christ Church of Austin since 2017. Previously, he helped plant a church in Kansas City, Missouri, and he was a missionary in Monterey, Mexico for four years before that. Wes and his wife, Melissa, met while they were students at the University of North Texas and have four daughters, which I'm sure keeps Wes very busy. Um, Wes, welcome to the C4SO podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, is there anything else that you would like for us to know about you before we dive in? Uh, no, I guess not. not. Other than just to say, um, I, I love being a worship pastor. I love getting to, to lead God's people in worship. Um, it, it, it feels incredible to me all the time that I get to have the front row seat that I get to have uh, to people engaging with the Lord and um, even just the formation that happens over time. Um, as people participate in the liturgy and in, in corporate worship, and so I, you know, I, worship leaders get to have get to like face the congregation. Usually, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess some churches set things up differently, but I get to I get to stand and see faces as people mm-hmm. sing, and um, you know, sometimes you you know that people will have painful stories and are going through mm-hmm. um, painful things, and sometimes you've seen people. Um, experience God's deliverance in striking ways. And, you know, just oh, there's this whole range of things. And I just marvel that I get to, that I get to, to witness that and have that kind of, that kind of front row seat to, to God's grace in action. Mm. Yeah. I've got a background in uh, worship leading and still do that occasionally in our church plant here in Indianapolis. And I resonate with what you're saying. It is a, it's a beautiful gift. Um, I, I'm longing for the days when, uh, I can I can watch people's faces without face masks once again. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, here we are now, at least uh, what our church is practicing right now. Um, well, let's dive in, Wes. What hymn did you select, and why is it one of your favorites? Yeah, so I chose uh, Creator of the Stars of Night. Um, and just a little aside here, I, I, uh, I realized a few days ago, it looks like no one chose Lohi Comes with Clouds Descending, which kind of bums me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. if I could go back, I would have chosen that because I, I think that's an important yeah. uh, Advent hymn because yeah. uh, we just don't have many hymns that talk about the second coming of Christ, except maybe a reference in the final verse of a lot of right. hymns. But even right. then, um, sometimes it's kind of fraught with some theological difficulties. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So, Advent is our time. That's our time to sing about uh, the Lord's second coming. So, I'm kind of bummed nobody chose uh, "Lo He Comes," but um, but creators of the creator of the stars of night is also about uh, the second coming. Um, so yeah. so yeah. that that's the hymn I chose. Okay, uh, what should we know about this hymn's historical context? 
Well, <clears throat> this is um, one of John Mason Neal's uh, translations of old, old hymns from the Latin. Okay. That was part of the, you know, uh, a, f- a few episodes back, Zach, Hitt, Zach Hicks did a fantastic job of giving mm-hmm. some context for um, what Neil was doing. And um, so I'm not really going to add anything to that. Okay. Go back and um, listen to that one if you yeah, want to know more about the project there. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other than to say that this is part of that body of work, it was an okay. attempt to bring back ancient um, hymns into the life of the church. So, um, and then I'll also say about this one that in um, John Mason Neal's uh, hymnal noted, which is like an annotated um, Mm -hmm. hymnal that he, he uh, produced. This is labeled as an evening hymn in Advent. And so um, this, you know, creator of the stars of night is um, not only a reference to, uh, you know, God as creator, the one who made those stars. But, um, you know, it's actually a reference to that time of day. When you look up and see mm-hmm. those stars, um, you can remember that um, uh, you can remember these things about the one who created those stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, how about um, what anything interesting to note about musical or poetical structure of this hymn? Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a strophic hymn with uh, several stanzas, and all the each line of, the, of each stanza is all the same number of syllables in this translation that I'm using. I, I'm using the translation from the 1982 Episcopal Hymnal. There okay. are some other translations, and I suppose um, those might have deviated from that, but hmm. um, this one sticks to a... Um, you know, the same number of syllables in each line. And it uses yep. a, um, a hymn tune that would, that's like a, an old chant tune. Oh yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is one of those ones, you know, in the 1982, uh, hymnal, it did a lot of things that, that hymnals hadn't really done <laughs> before. Or like, you know, it was kind of the only one that, that mm-hmm. did that. And, uh, one of those things is that a lot of the hymns in there, uh, don't appear with like four part, harmonization for right. soprano, alto, tenor, bass. Right. A lot of the hymns just appear as a single melody line mm-hmm. um, with, with no harmonization. And mm-hmm. I mean, the accompaniment, the accompaniment versions have some of that harmonization, but um, yeah. this is one of those. It's just a, yeah. just just a, a, a chant line. melody line. That's right. Yeah. And for, for listeners who may not know, what, what do you mean by strophic hymn? What does that mean? Oh, just that it, it's a series of several stanzas that all use the same melody. So okay. you learn yeah. that one melody and then you're good for you're good five or go. six verses. <laughs> There's no refrain or chorus right. or bridge or things like that. Okay. That's yeah. right. Very good. Everyone, welcome again to the C4SO Cycle of Prayer Spotlight, where we highlight the specific ministry that we're praying for this week in our diocesan cycle of prayer. This week, we are praying for Christ Church Broad Ripple in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is led by the Reverend Todd Fisher, and he has joined us to share briefly about what's going on right now and how we can pray specifically for them. Todd, welcome back to the C4SO Cycle of Prayer Spotlight. Ben, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, what is uh, something that you're encouraged by right now? Yeah, as I thought about this, um, we were about a year and a half into our plant um, when COVID hit. 
So mm-hmm. fairly recent church plant. Um, and usually church plants don't have very much of a staff team, especially a smaller um, church. But we've got a couple of part-time people working with us right now that are just mm-hmm. remarkable. And we have um, another essentially uh, volunteer staff member as well. And I'm just uh, amazed and blessed by the team that we have. They are gifted at what they do, but they also get the values of what we're about. They have stayed committed throughout this um, difficult season. And especially we have a couple of younger people on the team that uh, are exciting in how they're viewing the church right now and the possibilities of the church into the future. So encouraged by um, our team. Okay. Um, What's a uh, challenge that you're facing right now? Well, I don't know if anybody else has mentioned this about a challenge in a recent (laughs) prayer cycle, but there's this thing called COVID. (laughs) And uh, for us, it has definitely impacted um, our community um, regarding families. Pre-COVID, our issue was we had so many kids, we didn't know what to do with them all. And um, as we've had kind of our fits and starts of being online and coming back in person, uh, a number of our families have not come back to worship with us in person. So I Mm. I would say that's a bit of a challenge. It can even be a bit discouraging to some of those amazing team members as we are uh, seeking to create a space that families will feel uh, safe and comfortable, um, that many of them, at least for now, have not come back. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, what to do with the kids, um, and all of that kind of thing has been a, a deep challenge for us personally in our church, yeah. but also, yeah. uh, I've heard that from a lot of other pastors as well. Yeah. Um, are there any other specific prayer requests that you want to share with, uh, our listeners? Yeah. You know, during, <laughs> during this season, a, a time, especially when we were online for a number of months and when people are, uh, still unsure about, being in person and indoors. We're in Indiana. It's getting colder outside. It's hard to do things outside. And and, um, the prayer that we need is uh, for us to be able to continue to be connected relationally, even as we're coming into a season where it might be difficult for us to actually be physically present in the same space. And I I would also Mm. um, ask for prayer over uh, relationships, especially families, families, especially marriages. <laughs> I said <Okay>. families, <laughs> uh, especially over marriages. Um, yeah, that yeah. there is just a, a strain, a, a toll of the last almost uh, two years on on yeah. relationships. So, prayer about relationships. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing all of that with us, and thanks for joining us today, Todd. Thank you, Ben. It's great to be here. Listeners, if you'd like to find out more about Christ Church Broad Ripple or contribute to their work, check out the link in the show notes. Um, well, uh, based on all of that and the lyrics um, that were translated, what good word of good news do, uh, do you think this hymn speaks to us today? Yeah, so the the theological movement of this hymn, it begins with, you know, here's the creator of the stars of night, the Lord of all the universe. Mm-hmm. And essentially that that first stanza just says, Lord of all the universe, hear our prayer. So that's kind of, it's almost mm-hmm. like an invocation in the first mm-hmm. stanza. And mm-hmm. then the next couple of stanzas recount what he has done. And then mm-hmm. um, there's one that goes... Um, at your great name, O Jesus, now all knees must bend and all mm-hmm. hearts must bow. Yes. All things on earth with one accord like those in heaven shall call you Lord. So that's like, in some ways, the, our eschatological hope. You know, Jesus yes. will uh, reign. All will bow down to him. 
And so in light of those realities, we hasten your coming. We ask for your redemption and your protection now. And, and then the, the, the last, the final stanza is a, a doxology. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the theological movement of this hymn. Yeah. You know, here's yeah. a, a title for God, mm-hmm. uh, recounting the deeds He's done, looking forward to the hope that we've been promised, and then here's the ask: Would yeah. you protect us now in light of yes. those realities? And then it ends with a doxology. Yeah, beautiful. Um, it's interesting, you know, some of the some of the hymns we've looked at are Christmas hymns, um, and others are Advent, more Advent hymns, and some of them sort of feel like they occupy this in-between space where it's like, well, there's some verses about the nativity, um, but there's also, you know, the final verse, like you said, is it's about Christ's second coming, you know, that kind of a thing. But it sounds like this hymn is firmly planted within the Advent world rather than the Christmastide world, yeah? I think so. Uh, there is a stanza uh, that actually I... I didn't include. I, I don't remember why I didn't include this one in the in the recording we're going to hear later. But um, mm-hmm. but uh, the stanza three in the nineteen eighty two says, "When this old world drew on toward night, you came, but mm. not in splendor bright, not as a monarch, but the child of Mary, blameless mother mild." So there mm. is a little bit of uh, reference, there's you know, to the yeah. to the Christ child, to the n- nativity there. Yeah, uh, but that's not where the the hymn kind of centers it. It, yeah. it, it looks it looks forward to our yeah. our future hope of him coming again. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of these hymns too. There there is a chronology here, right? So the first verse is create about the creator of the stars of night, and then there's you know the second verse is kind of you know um, I don't know what translation you've got, but the one in front of me says like to thee the travail deep was known, mm. the creation's groaning, right? So there's fall. Mm-hmm. The second verse is about the fall. Third verse is kind of about the coming of Christ, uh, mm-hmm. the first advent. Um, and then the, uh, the fourth verse, you know, at your name, O Jesus, now all knees must bend, all hearts must bow is about, the, you know, the second coming. And then we've got that mm-hmm. prayer and then the doxology. So a lot of them, I think, are they're chrono- chronological, these hymns. Um, and so oftentimes there is this, you know, brief reference uh, to the nativity, mm-hmm. uh, but then coming back to... Um, those Advent themes of of Christ's second coming, um, which I think sometimes gets can people you know I've talked with people in my church that sometimes get a little confused about it because you know yeah. Advent is about the second coming, mm-hmm. which is that's beyond the nativity. But then we you know we go to Christmas and celebrate um, the Christ nativity. So yeah, anyway. that is something that uh, <laughs> it feels like a fight you can never win, and I, know, I don't yeah, I don't yeah. really care to win the fight, but <laughs> right, um, it's okay. But um, I think mm-hmm. here's what. <clears throat> Here's why I think that that distinction between Advent and Christmas is important is um, our Mm. culture wants to rush us straight to Christmas past the longing, the unfulfilled longing of Advent. And the reason I think that's important is, you know, people are walking away from the faith all the time now um, saying things like, Christianity doesn't have the resources mm, to deal with mm-hmm, real pain mm-hmm. or unfulfilled longing. Yeah. Well, we do have those resources. Yeah. We had some mechanisms for that. Yeah. And one of those is this season of Advent before Christmas. Yeah. And um, I think that, <laughs> that I, I think there was something helpful about that. Now, you know, it, it seems really, uh, Kind of sticklerish of right, us right. to insist on, on uh, right. what, 
yeah, yeah, on waiting to sing Christmas hymns. But but um, boy, there is something so beautiful about that wait. I mean, it's the same thing with with the fact that we don't say uh, Alleluia during Lent, right, you know. Right. And everybody's like, "What? <laughs> How can you not say Alleluia?" And they get so mad about it. And um, I confess, when I was new to Anglicanism, that was that was tough, yeah, you know. And, yeah. and there's so, so many songs that you want to sing, and that yeah, oh, uh, I can't do yeah, that one during yeah, Lent. Yeah. Um, but then. It feels so good mm-hmm. on Easter yeah. when when you can say it again, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it feel so good to just yeah. let the hallelujahs burst forth from your lungs? And I think that's the same yeah. thing. Christmas, there's there's something so beautiful about being able to to really belt out the Christmas songs when we hit the, the feast of the incarnation. Yeah. Well, amen to that. Um, I really appreciate you joining us today, Wes. It's good to chat with you um, about this hymn. And um, we're gonna we're gonna hear a version that you arranged and recorded uh, of this hymn. How can listeners connect with um, your music? Um, can they find you online, or where can they go? <laughs> yeah, the, um, so this is on my Bandcamp page. It's westcrawford.bandcamp.com. Okay. I have uh, a few different projects. Some of them that I just recorded at home. This recording we're about to hear, I I, I literally recorded it at my desk at work on a Saturday when no one else was okay. there. Um, but but also I have like a, an album that I made in a studio up there. I, ha- I don't have a lot of stuff on Spotify. If you search me on Spotify, you can find me primarily as part of uh, the Cardiphonia projects. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of those that Bruce Benedict puts together. Yeah. And so I've contributed to several of those. So you can find those on Spotify and Apple Music and whatnot. But Great. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's a good preview too for next week's episode where Bruce Benedict is our guest. Uh, oh, so nice. We're gonna be, yeah, we're going to be uh, listening to a song that he arranged uh, as well next week. So listeners, awesome. uh, let that be a, you know, uh, a little preview for you of coming attractions. Um, <laughs> Bruce is going to finish up our series for us. So Tell um, him I said, hey. Yeah, I will. <laughs> All right. Listeners, I hope you enjoy now Wes's own arrangement and recording of Creator of the Stars of Night. Wes, thanks again for joining us. of the stars of night your people's everlasting light O Christ redeemer of us all we pray you hear us when we call in sorrow that the ancient curse should doom to death a set free your own inglorious liberty and your great name oh Jesus now all knees must bend all hearts must bow all things on earth with one accord like those in heaven shall call you holy might we pray redeem us for eternal day defend us while we dwell below from all assaults of our dreadful
the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, three in one. Praise, honor, might, and glory be from age to age eternally. again for listening to this episode of the C4SO podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Email us your thoughts and suggestions at connect at c4so.org.